Welcome to the Blue and Gold Report, where everything here is about Navy football. And now your host, Sam Blevins. Well, 55-3. to That was the final score on Monday night between the Navy Midshipmen and the BYU Cougars. And unfortunately, the 55-3 to did not go in Navy's way at all. They were dominated in every facet of the game. Simply put, offensive line got mauled over by BYU's D-line. Defensive line couldn't seal any holes in the O-line, in BYU's O-line. They couldn't cover a hole. BYU's line created so many holes for their running backs. It was beautiful to see, but you just wish it was on the other end when we were on offense. We looked like we hadn't played football in a long time. And in some aspects, I guess that would be true. Afterwards in the postgame, Coach Ken said he chose bags and tackling donuts. And he put 100% of the blame on him. And there's nothing more admirable someone, uh, excuse me, admirable someone can do than to take 100% of the blame after something that just was so bad to be blunt. It was just bad. It was catastrophic. And it is true. You pro- It is probably his fault. Because choosing those donuts and bags over physical contact was the wrong decision. In the sense of not being prepared to play a football game. Now, I understand with the whole COVID thing, uh, he chose on the side of caution, as he said, you know, no contacts, uh, no contact with other people. And make that as you will. Uh, People will have their opinions on that. Some people think, hey, he did the right thing. Some people say, well, why the heck would he do that at all? And yes, people have many opinions on this whole pandemic. Is it really that bad? Is it horrible? Some people think it's horrible. Some people think it's nothing. But that's not what we're here to discuss. We're just here to discuss that na- that the co- that the coaching staff did not prepare the players to play a football game. Plain and simple. And it hurts. It hurt to watch. Because we know this is one of the best coaching staffs in the nation. And we have some very good players on our team. And they just didn't look like a football team at all. A team last year that went 11-2 and beat a lot of very good teams looked like they didn't know what to do. 
And it was sad. And yeah, people people will be upset. I will admit I was a little bit upset. I'm like, this team looks terrible. And they did. And you, you can't get around that. You, you, you can't get around the fact that Coach Ken made the wrong decision. Plain and simple. His reasons for making the decisions, though, perfectly understandable. You want to keep your players safe. But you're playing football. And to play football, you have to have contact. That is one of the core principles of football, contact. There's a lot of contact. Now, Navy handled this pandemic, I thought, in a pretty good way. Uh, Two-week quarantine, which seems to be the magical number uh, set by many health officials. And that's what they did. And then they had several weeks to prepare for a football game. Now, we thought it was going to be against Notre Dame at first, but then it turned to be into BYU. But nonetheless, you're preparing for a football game. And you did not prepare with contact? That, that was a mistake. But it won't happen again. Because today, Coach Ken said there would be contact and all the other practices, maybe even more, which I think is a good thing. I'll get to that a little bit later. We'll just cover the doom and gloom first just to get it over with because I don't think there's going to be a lot of doom and gloom after this game. I'm very optimistic. But plain and simple, what was fall camp then if there was no contact? They, you had plenty of weeks, and you know you had the quarantine. You would think at least there would be at least a week or two of physical contact. But he made that decision. He said he'd make it again. It's understandable. You got to look out for the health of your players. But now it's football season. You're still looking out for the safety of your players, of course. But you have protocols in place now. You got testing twice a week. Um, you have all the guidelines with, with the face coverings and the distancing and everything. But this is this is a this this is now a team. You you kind of have effectively made your own little bubble in a sense. And now it's 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 time to let out the aggression and anger that I'm sure many of the players have from losing fifty-five to three. And I think the practices the next two weeks are going to be intense. They're going to be physical. And this team is going to grow in a way that not a lot of teams could probably grow. This team is full of resilient young men. They've seen a 3-10 and 10 season. They've seen an 11-2 season. And they know the amount of work it takes to build back from something bad into something great. Now, in terms of the game, um, there really is not much to say. It was 55-3. to It was one-sided. Can't really cover much with that. The, the, The one glaring thing that I saw besides just the lack of 
physicality was the quarterback position. Dalen Morris did not look comfortable at all. And that goes back to fall camp. There was no physical contact. And with, with running the option scheme, you have to be prepared for contact. You got to be ready. And since there's no, there was no contact in the fall, if Dalen, well, if any quarterback in the drill, if anybody made the quarterback made the wrong decision, there was no consequence. There's no consequence at all. It's just like, okay, make that read next time. You have to have contact and you have to have that element to play football. You are now in the season. It's going to be important. I thought Perry Olsen came in. I thought he did better. But I also think that's because he's had some in-game experience. And that goes a long way. He busted a 30-yard run. That looked pretty impressive. One of the few bright spots in the game. I think that's... That's going to be a question along with probably every other position who's going to start because nobody looked good. And we, we, we understand that some of it's part of, part of the pandemic and those protocols, but at the same time, coaching staff realized or realizes that they made the wrong decision and they owned up to it. And I think showing that leadership is going to go a long way into turning this season into a massive success. So there are a few questions that you guys submitted, but before we get to those, uh, a little advertisement from Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to podcast. It is the new carrier for this podcast. And you can now listen to this podcast anywhere. You can listen to podcasts, including Spotify and SoundCloud. Now we get to your questions. Uh, you can submit your questions through Twitter or through the link that is occasionally posted on Twitter, where you can deliver voice messages and you can hear your voice on this podcast. First question is from Chris W. from Pensacola, Florida. Who do you think the starting quarterback should be against Tulane? Chris, that's a great question. I think this answer for me, I think, is simple. It has to be Perry Olson. And it's no knock against Dalen Morris. He did a great job in fall camp coming from third on the depth chart, the first. But Perry... Olsen has the experience, and I don't think he really did anything to lose the job. It's just that Morris got so much better in camp that they rewarded him an, op an opportunity, and he didn't make the most of it against BYU. Olsen looked more poised. He looked more in control of the offense. I just think he has a little bit more of that swagger. He was the backup for Malcolm last year. He got to see how he, Malcolm did things. And 
I think that's that carry that that will have a little bit of a carryover effect. I think in the few times he got to play, I'll I'll bite. It was not a lot of time. I thought he looked good last year. I thought he showed a lot of potential. Coach Ken talked highly of Perry Olson. And, you know, I think you got to give Olson a shot. He gave Morris a shot. He didn't take advantage of it. I think you give Olson a chance and see what he can do. Next question is from Drew B. in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. He asks, what are your predictions for the two-lane game and the rest of the season? Pat question. I think the two-lane game, we're going to come out guns blazing early on. The guys are going to be mad. They're going to be hungry. They're going to want to show the world that that BYU performance was nothing but a, a, a fluke. And they're going to fight. They're going to be physical. New, Newberry's defense is going to be swarming after the ball. I think the offense and the flexbone scheme is finally going to start ticking. I think uh, with Olsen under center, you'll see a little bit more success in that area. But Tulane's going to be a tough opponent. Willie Fritz has done a great job with that program, turning it around. And last year's game was highly competitive. Navy got off to a great start, but Tulane came back, and Navy in the fourth quarter had had to win it. They, they had to take it from Tulane. So in terms of a final score, I'll go 31-24 in favor of the midshipmen. I think – the defense early on might have a little bit of trouble. Um, just getting used to things, seeing the new two-lane offense under Keon Howard. But I think the defense will play a much better game. They're going to be a lot more physical. They're going to be swarming to the ball. And I think I think Olsen will have the offense ticking, and I think it's going to be a close ball game. Now, the second part of your question was the rest of the season. I expect this season to be good. You returned a lot of pieces from that 11-2 and two season last year. You got a lot of the slot backs and uh, fullbacks back, the, back, the whole backfield to anchor whoever is starting at quarterback, whether Olsen or Morris or somebody else uh, at the helm. I think the defense is going to start swarming to the ball. They're going to be a lot more physical. Um, so there is no reason to believe that this team can't run the table. Um, you know, you're always optimistic. Uh, you don't want to be overly optimistic. You don't want to let yourself down. Let let yourself down, of course, but that I got high standards for this team. And I think all the fans should. Because this is a remarkable group of young men who are mature and they also know how to play football. And they are surrounded by one of the best coaching staffs in the nation who will prepare them week in and week out to play the game. 
And if they limit turnovers, they control the time of possession, and they get six, which is turnovers, three and outs. Uh, there's one other I can't think of it. My apologies for that. But there, there's no reason to think that this team can't do great things. So that's my take on uh, what the season is going to look like. And, yeah, it's pretty much it in terms of answering that question. And for the questions that you guys submitted, remember you can submit your questions anytime tagging at blue, uh, the letter N, gold report on Twitter. Or you can, of course, submit through the link given through the Twitter bio. This is the final huddle. Make sure to go follow us on Twitter once again at Blue and Gold Report. That's the letter N, not and, in the Twitter handle. And visit our website, blueandgoldreport.weebly.com, for more information on this football team and be on the lookout for some merch. More info will be relayed to the Twitter page when available. Once again, I'm Sam Blevins, the host of the Blue and Gold Report. Thank you for listening, and as always, Beat Army.